up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. Uh, and a good morning to you, Michelle. We have talked about this in weeks past, but this is the week that we have been waiting for. This is quite possibly the best week of every single year in Draft Queens history and in the history Whoa. of the world because not only is it our birthday week, it's our birthday week, Capricorn babies out there, we hear you, but also it is Wild Card Weekend and we have very exciting fantasy news to share. There are so many things we have to talk about today. I can't contain my excitement, but good morning, Michelle. Good morning. We are very lucky that our birthday gift is Wild Card Weekend. There's yes. not many people that can say that, but we are lucky. As you mentioned, not only is it Capricorn season, but Wild Card Weekend falls perfectly in line with our birthday weeks. And thank you to the NFL gods and goddesses for that. Yes. Thank you very, very much. It is a it is a joy every year now that we have Wild Card Weekend that's been shifted onto our birthdays. So we're very grateful for that. We're also just about exactly a month out from the Super Bowl. So we've got a lot of predictions to make on the mic today. We are looking back at some of the predictions we had earlier this season. And then oh, looking... those might those might make us chuckle. Oh, they're going to make <laughs> us cringe, but we're going to say them anyway. Um, we're going to say our AFC and NFC predictions. And then uh, we'll wrap the show with a bet of the week. So we really, we've got a lot of ground to cover, um, but obviously it's a very exciting week. So... Where do we start, Michelle? Where do we start on this fine, almost my birthday, coming off of your birthday two days ago? What do we do this morning? Where do you want to start? I mean, I think, you, like you said, we should do a little looking back, and then we'll do a little looking forward and, and do our full playoff preview, including breaking down some of these wildcard weekend matchups. Mm-hmm. But first and foremost, we may have already said this on the air, but it's okay because we're champions and we're going to keep saying it. But Kate and I both won, not in the same league, obviously, that's impossible, but Kate and I played in different leagues and each are champions of fantasy yes. in 2022, yes. Yes. Which, yes. Feels, which feels pretty good. You know, we do this whole podcast about, about fantasy, so amen that we won something. Yeah, can we, we have to hold for a second on this because I know the whole point of this show, if you listen to this show, <laughs> either you blindly like us, in which case, like, we appreciate you. And, we love you. And, and Thank you for that. And we love you and can continue to come back. Thank you. But I know that most of you are not here because of that. Most of you are here <laughs> because you want to win your leagues or you're interested in football or you want to learn more about fantasy football. And the fact that we both brought home gold medals in our respective leagues this year, Michelle, is no coincidence and it's the first time, I think, in Draft Queen's season history on the mic that we have both done that in one year. So this oh, is yeah, like a huge, sure. how do we go up from here? Like, that's my next question is I kind of want to just revel in it for the next eight months. And then we're back to the old grind in, in August. Well, that's exactly what we'll do. And then we'll go for repeats uh, next year, yeah. which yeah. which leads me to looking back oh, no. at Kate and I's Kate and I, at the beginning of the season, as I'm sure you all know, you know, we do we do conference breakdowns, we do player breakdowns, we do all the different breakdowns before the season starts. We thought it would be funny before we got on the mic today to talk about this year's playoffs, uh, to look at what we what we thought was gonna happen. <laughs> and speaking of repeats, I think we thought specifically oh God. in the NFC that teams would get into the playoffs and into the Super Bowl that um, 
you know, just probably aren't. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. We were so wrong with the NFC, unfortunately. And Well, you were the most wrong because oh, of course. You, <laughs> you picked the Rams to Little repeat. Because <laughs> you picked the Rams to repeat, and the Rams aren't even a part of the wild card weekend festivities. I picked the Bucks, but... Honestly, the fact that the Bucks are even in Wild Card Weekend <laughs> sort of makes me want to vomit because they played so bad this season that, in my personal opinion, they don't even deserve to be in the playoffs this weekend mm, in, in Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. You know, you never know with Tom. You never know what will happen. <laughs> I know. But I will say, uh, I don't, I mean, obviously the Rams are not going to the Super Bowl, but I don't like either of these teams <laughs> in any case, even if the Rams were in contention. I don't like the Bucks oh, or the Rams going to the Super Bowl this year. No, I we'll we'll talk about what we think are, are going to happen. But I the the Bucks, the fact that they're even playing this weekend is is a, a little bit of an LOL to me. That said, our predictions on the AFC side of things were at least a little bit better. Both of these teams are still in contention, and frankly, one of them has a bye, and one of them's the top seed. You know, outside of the bye, so. I feel better about our AFC picks. I do. And, you know, if we're playing this game, like, you were more wrong than me because I said the Chiefs. <laughs> and the Chiefs are the number one seed with a bye this week. Got that week. first week bye. <laughs> but no. Got that first week bye. <laughs> no, no. And I went, with, I went with the Bills, and I still feel good about the Bills. But as we know in the AFC, uh, you know, whoever it was, you know, Kansas City or the Bills, someone's going to have to go through Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see how that breaks down. Um, I guess all in all, we got three out of four. Three out of four made it to Wild Card Weekend, yeah. so that's not too bad. Yeah, we've got we've got good odds now. Uh, the nice part of all of this is that the Wild Card picture is still wide open. So we've got football. Just as a reminder, you're listening to this on Friday, January 13th. Also spooky. Um, shout out to Ooh. all the black cats out there for Friday the 13th. But uh, we've got games on Friday, or uh, just Saturday, sorry, not today, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday is what I meant. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, not Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nix that from the record. Um, We have games (laughs) starting tomorrow and then going through Monday night when we will watch that uh, Cowboys-Bucks game. So, uh, and Chargers-Jags. I actually really like this because as much as we love fantasy football and every Sunday is just a complete shit show it, watching watching the red zone and, and it, I feel like I have reached my maximum of like chaos on it's a It's true on a chaos, I, yes. So I'm really happy that like each day this weekend I can kick up my feet, I can watch one game at a time, I can really focus, like I'm ready for that. I'm ready to like really watch football as opposed to the chaoticness which I still love, of Red Zone that we've been going through all season. Well, listen, we've got um, – let's go in order, right? Let's go in order of game times it. and talk about what we're going to be watching this weekend. Now, we're going to start by watching – the first game that happens this week is the Seattle Seahawks will face off at the San Francisco 49ers uh, tomorrow, Saturday at 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, followed by the – Chargers Jags at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, or 8 15 p.m. Eastern so um, let's start with the Seahawks Niners I I personally don't think that this is going to be a hell of a long conversation but there are some things to talk about right um my gut is that the Niners at home are going to be sort of unstoppable if the team is at full health right so if you've got Brock Purdy looking like 
whoever Brock Purdy is, but actually like a half decent quarterback. And then you have the dynamicism. Do you know what word I'm trying to say? I've never heard that one. Ism, dynamicism. Okay. Whatever. We've got Christian McCaffrey, okay? We've got (laughs) the dynamic Christian McCaffrey. I can't say. That's it. There you go. Nailed it. Dynamism. 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 That was what I was looking for. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, it's early. <laughs> uh, but we've got the dynamism of CMC. And just in general, I feel like the Niners have looked really, really good. Now, that doesn't discount the Seahawks. When they have a good day, I feel like Geno Smith connecting with DK Metcalf and the lot actually look quite good, plus Kenneth Walker, um, just a lot of weapons. So my gut says 49ers, but I w- if the Seahawks have their best day, it could be really good. It could be a good matchup. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be a really interesting one. Uh, the 49ers have fared extremely well uh, this season after losing both Trey Lance and Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy comes into play after being drafted dead last in the NFL I draft know. this year. And and that continues to lead them to victory. So what's going to be really interesting here is, like, obviously this kid is young. He's played really well. The team surrounding him is really well. The uh, is really strong. The mm-hmm. defense is really, really strong. And they're playing on home turf. So in theory, yeah. the edge to me goes mostly to the 49ers here, home field advantage, et cetera. However, when the Seahawks click, the Seahawks click. I'm I mean, with you. Gino, Gino has looked not so great towards the last few games of the season, but he's also had some mega games, you know, throughout this season. I think he surpassed a lot of the um, the milestones that the team set for him to get, like, bonuses this year. I think, actually, last week, the fact that they made it into the playoffs earned him, like, an extra $2 million. So cool. they put a lot of stuff on his shoulders of, like, we're going to sign you if you can do this, 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 and this. And he he honestly, I think he surpassed most of those bonuses. So, you know, I, I think this one's going to be really interesting. There's a little bit of an edge to me on the Seattle side for the experience. Like when you think about Tyler Lockett, when you think about DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. when you think about some of the guys on that team, you know, they have a little bit maybe more experience in these like big um uh, these big moments yeah. where like, you know, your season's hanging on this one game. But I, look, I think when you when you look at it, you got the two seed, which is San Francisco, the seven seed, that's Seattle. I actually think they're closer in I do too. In 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 scale than than that tells you. I, agree. I like I think I think it's gonna be a really good game. Um I do think the 49ers are gonna eke it out, but I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think the I think Seattle will hang in but they're, you know, they're going to have to make sure they score when they get the ball because their de- the defensive um, shift here is much more in favor of the 49ers. So San Francisco's going to have to make make the ball get into the end zone as when they have the ball or else mm-hmm. they stand no chance. And, and lest we forget, just to put one more feather in this cap before we move on to the next Saturday game, um, lest we forget that the, uh, that the 49ers have already been beaten, uh, let's see, or the Seattle has already been beaten by the 49ers twice this season. But also keeping in mind, Nick Bosa is like a huge X factor in this too. So if Nick Bosa is healthy this week for the Niners, I mean, he's led the league this year with 18 and a half sacks 
And I think like he is a also just a key watch for tomorrow. If he oh, is yeah. healthy oh, yeah. and he's <clears throat> good to go, that could be that could be the pressure that takes down the Geno Smith that we loved in the first half of this yep. season. But that's an X factor yep. that I feel like will could tank the the Seahawks. I think that's if it's going to be anything, it'll be that. All right, so that is your 4 o'clock game on yes. Saturday. Buckle up. That will kick off Wild Card Weekend. That's right. Saturday evening is the second matchup, uh, which is between the Los Angeles Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars of number four and a number five matchup here. I am excited about this game. Thrilled. Like, Absolutely thrilled. I just, I just feel like the Jaguars had that turnaround season that we thought that they would have. They got new coaching. They went out. They spent some money. They got guys like Christian Kirk, who had a career season. They, they're they starting to really build around Trevor Lawrence. Like, you know, say what you will. His first season, not so great. We get it. But the coaching sucked, and they had nothing. This guy had nothing to work with. You know what I mean? So you can't place all the blame on Trevor Lawrence. But they're invested in him. They've invested around him. They've got a new coach. The vibe and the morale over there just seems like really, really high. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm really excited about this matchup. I have also enjoyed watching the Chargers this year. To me, they should have been better. Yeah. I think Eckler, like, really, really carried that team. I think Herbert was, like, good but not great. There were some injuries, you know, to Mike Williams, to Keenan Allen. So they, yes. they didn't really operate most of this season at, like, full, full capacity. And... I know that Mike Williams is also dealing with a bit of an injury from last week, so we'll see how, you know, that plays out. But I'm very excited about this matchup. I, this might be, like, the one I'm most excited about in all of the matchups. I honestly completely agree for a number of reasons, right? A, because there are hilarious memes online that are comparing, like, the flow of their quarterbacks <laughs> and who has the better hair. So yes, I'm loving that. I'm loving the comparison between the two. Uh, but the other part of this is, like, Vegas is talking a lot about this game, too. And you know that when mm. Vegas talks, we got to listen. So the line for this <laughs> game is one and a half. We have the Chargers Ooh. at one and a half under uh, and negative 110. So it's a close one. But what I almost am more excited about, and honestly, I would take the points here, is 47 and a half over under. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout. And we know these teams. They're so much fun to watch when they're on. And I think these two young quarterbacks with really fresh teams and really like grinding it out to get to the end here, um, I think like this will be their round regardless of who comes out on top, I think it's going to be a gunsling show. Plus, and to your point, Michelle, uh, with a new quarterback over in Jacksonville, um, Doug Peterson is five and one against the spread in the playoffs. Like he is just really well liked and people have said it before and will say it again that if you get Doug Peterson as an underdog in the playoffs, mm. let alone at home, that you should bet on it every time. So very interesting. My gut wants to say the Chargers because they're the favorite team. And quite frankly, I love me some Eckler. I really do. But the commentary from Vegas, while it's not the actual numbers, is that the intangibles kind of favor the Jags. So I'm thrilled for this game. I love some of that cognitive dissonance. I cannot wait to watch this one. Yeah, I this is going to be interesting. I feel like the, you know, the Jags had a 
I think the Jags are on an uphill swing here more than the Chargers. They had that win and in game, unfortunately, against your Titans last week. Mm -hmm. They buckled down hard against Derrick Henry. They really rose to the occasion. Um, and I think they're, they, they have the upward momentum right now. And oddly enough, like watching that Chargers game last week, like they played their starters the whole week. Like they're lucky that no one else got hurt. You know what I mean? Like that was just a little bit ballsy in my opinion. Um, very excited about this matchup. I think the Jags are going to take this one home. I, uh, I'm going to take the Chargers just for the sake of argument, but I think, uh, all signs point to the Jags on like an upward trajectory. So I could see it either way. All right. Shall we get into some Sunday games? Absolutely, we should. I think the first game that is happening on Sunday, if I am not mistaken, is we've got the Mi- the number seven in the AFC Miami Dolphins uh, going up against the number two seed Buffalo Bills at one o'clock on Sunday. Uh, you know, love both of these teams, but really, it's going to be a blowout, methinks. <laughs> I mean, look, like... Props to Miami. They had a great season. They did. Their co- Truly. Their coach, their coach makes me LOL regularly. He's so cute. Um, I want to be his, like, friend or, or like, I don't know, like, friend. Truly just, friend. I want, like, to be a friend of this man. He cracks me up. I, I just, I, here's, there's no Tua. That, there's that's no Tua. all there is to say about this. There's no Tua. There's nothing else. Uh, I just, I don't think there's much else to say here. I don't know how this team, you know, can go into Buffalo and take this, take the bills down with no Tua. I I just, I I feel bad because like I said, Mike McDaniel has been great this season. You know, I think that they made a big, big swing, uh, you know, in the opposite direction of where they were the last few seasons, but that was large in part because Tua found his stride and now he's out, you know, it's, and you're looking at Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Sorry, but neither one of those guys is going to march into Buffalo and take out the bills. I like the bills in this game. I feel like it's going to be smooth sailing for them. It's almost going to be like a practice round. Sorry, Miami. (laughs) I know it's kind of inevitable and you know, I mean this, it's a, plus plus and minus 13 for this game i yeah, mean it's just I mean, gonna be a total I, I just wash. think the bills yeah the bills are gonna roll they're gonna be able to test some stuff they're gonna be able to like hone in you know uh on, on their skills going into the next round honestly well listen uh, while that game at one o'clock on sunday might be sort of a wash directly following we have uh, in my opinion one of again like the more exciting games and perhaps Ooh. this is just because of because the NFC is like a little more competitive this year and like historically too in the last decade or so but in any case we've got a really exciting 430 game the number six New York Giants out of the NFC versus uh the Minnesota Vikings and your Kirky Cousins this one to me Michelle is again like almost just as interesting as uh, Jags Chargers in that the Mm. last time these two teams faced off, it was the Christmas Eve game. And the only reason that Minnesota won is because they hit a 61-yard field goal as time expired to win. So right now the line is at three. Um, I think it's a very close game that we're about to watch. And uh, I also will mention that, like, uh, there are some injuries happening on the Vikings. So even though they're the favored team, I see the momentum with the Giants. Can they do it? I'm not convinced that they can't. 
I, I don't think the Giants can. I don't think that they get out of this first round, unfortunately. I think that Minnesota has the weapons that are necessary. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is going to majorly rise to the occasion in this game. You've seen what this guy is capable of. He also has very uh, friendly rivalries with other wide receivers, i.e. Jamar Chase, which we will talk about after this, you know, and, and friendly little who's better, who's best, you know, kind of thing. I think this is the moment where, like, he just continues to shine in the spotlight. They're playing at home, uh, so weather is not a, any of any concern here, which is which is good, especially in January in Minnesota. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they'll. I think the Giants will be able to keep it close. I think it will be a back and forth game. I think someone's defense needs to step up. Neither one of these defenses, in my opinion, is really anything to write home okay. about. But. I do think that's going to help big time here if someone can step in front of a ball, get a pick, something, you know, to to change the momentum here. But, I mean, my uh, Minnesota, you know, 13 wins this year. That's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, that's really, really good. Kirk Cousins has honestly been amazing. Uh, like, look, he's he's got his, you know, he's he's got his issues. Got to throw a little less pick. Got to, you know, kind of chill out a little bit. But... I just think he has the ability to take advantage of someone like a Justin Jefferson. There's nobody on the Giants that is even comparable to to him. And so I think it will be close. I, I don't see this as a blowout. I think it will be close. I think defense is going to help win the game here. And I like the Vikings. I'm going to go the other way because I just, I'm going to root for chaos, okay? I You said something important in there, and this is what I'm going to hang my hat on because do I think that the better team – is the Vikings? Yes, obviously. Like you said, it's a 13-win season. They have Justin Jefferson, who's one of the most prolific, if not the most prolific receiver in the league. Broke. He ended this season with 128 receptions and 1,809 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. Like, he broke Randy Moss's record. We know all of these things. He's fucking amazing. Like, this team is great. Where I am most concerned for the Vikings is losing this momentum. The games that they've won this year have been close. I mean, we joked true, about it midseason true. with Kirk, like, in his, like, chains and diamonds on his on their PJ dancing. But, like, these are close games. These are yeah, close yeah. games, and I like the smash-mouth football mentality of the Giants. Do I think they're the better team? No. But do I think they have the better defense? Have I seen the Vikings just sort of, like, hemorrhage not just defensive players but also their offensive line and Kirk being able to take care of the ball I'm not convinced against the Giants it was too close last time I want to see an upset here so I'm going with the New York Giants Woo! all right yeah baby controversy we love it we're rooting for chaos let's get chaotic Uh, all right Sunday Sunday night Sunday night. Less chaotic, uh, perhaps. Well, yeah, I mean, it, the way this all, like, kind of panned out with, you know, what happened with the um, Bengals-Bills game and, and how things, like, sort of changed out. Unfortunately, this matchup we is a repeat of what we saw last week with the Ravens taking on the Bengals at the Bengals. I, this, this, I almost feel like I'm repeating myself like I was with the, um, with the Miami game, like, the Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson. I don't see how you win a playoff game against a team as good as the Bengals, you know, who are just rolling through the back half of this season. They look sharp. They're playing, you know, and you see these guys, the vibe that they all have. Like, when they lost last year, they were already, like, 
don't care we're we're right on it for the next year yeah. like i feel like they carry that energy right into this season they've been they've been crushing it they're yeah. a little bitter from yeah. last year you know and like but they haven't looked back they were like we made the super bowl last year we can do it again they're playing even better than they were last season at this point in my opinion and the ravens don't have lamar jackson so like truly i just don't even see how the ravens stay competitive in this game i i don't think there's any more to say i completely agree i think that the the Bengals continue to roll, and uh, with Jamar Chase back especially, and just looking, I mean, listen, he's only played 12 games this season, he's scored nine touchdowns, he's almost had as many receiving yards as Justin Jefferson has in a full season. He's had 1,046 yards. It's impossible to imagine that the Bengals will get knocked out by the Ravens. It's just impossible. I look forward to them moving on to the next round. Yeah, 100%. We love Joey B for life. And then we've got... um then we've got our what is this? Our Monday Monday night Monday yeah, night this game. Is... This this is maybe one of the ones I'm most excited for. And I know we were joking about this at the beginning of the show, uh, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at home against the Dallas Cowboys, who are the five seed, whereas the Bucks are the four seed, um, seated pretty closely together. Uh, these two teams for me are um, two, again, like two of the biggest wild cards of the week. The line reflects it. Vegas reflects it at two and a half. Uh, Cowboys are favored, but just by a little. This to me, once more, could go either way. However, <laughs> the only, uh, we're going to talk a lot about X-Factors today because that's what the playoff takes. You got to have that X-Factor to get to the next round, and it remains being said that Tom Brady continues to be the goat in the playoffs. Let's just keep that in mind. And that the Cowboys are 0-7 against Tom Brady-led teams and in an eight-game losing streak on the road in the playoffs. So I'm just going to leave that information right there and kick it to you. This is, like, as much as I always cheer for Tommy, this has been one of those seasons where he really has just rubbed me the wrong way in general. Um, I hate that he retired and then unretired. Uh, I hate that he just hasn't been the Tom, the positive Tom leader that I think he has been in the past. I've noticed a huge switch in in what it looks and feels like on that sideline. Obviously, I, I'm not there, but just from, you know, watching it from afar, I just don't see or feel that same positive leadership energy that I have over the past few years with Brady. Um, and then I said this at the top of the, the, the thing, like the fact that they're in the playoffs is sort of a joke. They should have rolled in their division and they just barely made it in. And the fact that they have home field advantage over the Cowboys in the playoffs also makes me just like a little bit ill. Like I don't even understand how that happens because frankly, the Cowboys had a better season, look, look like a better team. And so it sort of irks me, you know, that the Cowboys win as many games as they, they win this season and they don't get home field advantage. Anyway, that's part of my rant. Does it irk you? Cause this rant is it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, it does. It just irks me the way that it worked out, but guess what? It is what it is. That's where we are. These teams are facing off. Um, he, to me, the the biggest X factor here is defense. The Cowboys D when they're on are frightening, and and Tom Brady can't move. He cannot move. He cannot run. He cannot get away from that stuff. So, and what he and then what he ends up doing is making really stupid plays. You know what I mean? And breaking tablets on the sideline. Like we've seen this happen before. Yeah. So, I think defense definitely wins this game. Uh, if the Cowboys can pressure the the Bucks and just like get up in Brady's face like nonstop, mm-hmm. 
it's going to change the game because he's going to get frustrated and it's like, it's going to become a mm. thing. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you see that you can read it on his face when that happens. And he really is just, he can't move out of the way. Yeah. The, the Bucks, the Bucks D should be better than they have been, but, but they're still decent. The difference here is like, they've got two running backs that are, that are weapons in the backfield and, and Prescott can move. <laughs> so if he needs to get out of the way on, you know, the pass run or whatever, he can move. He can, he can do that. Tom Brady can't. Um, and so I just, I feel like if I'm the Cowboys, I am amping my defense up like big time right now, because to me that they win the game. If they can pressure Brady and get in his head, mm-hmm. you know, and he can't he can't get around them, then that change that changes the whole dynamic of the game. Yeah. Man, uh, I know. This one's tough. This one's tough. I like as much as I hear what you're saying, like I know playoff Tom is different than regular season yes. Tom. And frankly, I feel like they were just playing to get to the playoffs because it's like well, you're O and O now. You're just starting from scratch. Oh, yeah. You know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. So you can put all that shit from the regular season behind you. But I don't know, man. You and got the a Cowboys feeling. always the Cowboys always choke. Ooh. But I just I think this is the year that they don't choke. If, I think. Uh, listen, take that bet because that's Vegas agrees. I think I'm just gonna continue to bet on chaos. And I know the Cowboys <laughs> and I know the Bucks. And yes, you are right. Like this is not. This is not the Buccaneers, and especially this is not the Tom Brady that we know and love. No, it's, it's not the not. same team. However, if there's one thing that I can bet on, it's Tom Brady and or the Dallas Cowboys choking. So I am going to Ugh. bet on the Bucks this this Woo! this that, round. That game that game is going to be interesting. As I said, I mean, like forget everything else that happened. Forget like everybody's O and O right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I'm loving me an upset for for this uh for this playoff run for this wild card weekend so i'm really very 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 much looking forward to it and it sounds like there's going to be at least three games between uh the giants and the vikings there's going to be the jags and the chargers and then possibly even cowboys bucks that are all three super close and potential upsets so i am rooting for an upset in all three all right we're going to have some fun this weekend. Uh, hopefully all these games, um, you know, are close and exciting. It's 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 wild card time. It's got to be. It's got to be. Okay, so uh, I think what we should do is talk a little bit about, because we don't have fantasy football to talk about anymore, but we do have um, some predictions and some bets to make. Um, we'll talk about, stick around, because we're going to talk about some bets that you should put in and also a very special promo code that you can use on DraftKings. Uh, but stay with us. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, final predictions, I think, include I'm looking for chaos and upsets. You're taking the surefire bets. Yeah. Um, and I, ge- I, ge- I guess surefire. I wouldn't call anything surefire right now, but sure. Well, surefire. Yeah. Here's a here's because oh, I'm taking the higher seed. I yeah, see where, yeah, 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 the yeah, higher yeah. seed across the board, yep. which is probably the wise thing to do. I'm doing the unwise yeah. thing, but who the fuck? Yeah. Who knows? Um, you never know. Here's my question: Who's taking it all the way? If you had to look at the if you had to look at the spread right now, you're looking at these weekend matches matchups for Wild Card Weekend 2023. Who's taking it to the big game one month from today? I mean, look, uh, the Bengals. 
the Bengals. It's uh, to me, it's it's clear. I know that I know that the AFC is going to be tough. You got to get through not only the Chiefs, you know, who are on a bye, but you also have to get through the Bills. It's not going to be an easy road in the in the AFC by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think the Bengals have the hunger, and the second half of the season, you know, for them has just been on fire. Yeah, I, I just feel like they're I I just on fire, and and they know what it's like. They had a taste of it last year. They were able to get there. I, it's the Bengals. For me. Okay. I'm going to stick with my original from day one of this season and see if they stick, but I'm sticking with the Chiefs. I think they're making other teams look, albeit they're not playing this weekend because they have the uh, first round bye, but uh, I think that they have made other teams not only look, they not only look good, but they've made other teams look silly. So mm. um, I look forward to, you know, if it was a um AFC championship between the Chiefs and the Bengals somehow I would be very thrilled but I think both of those teams are great bets where we have less surefire of of bets to make I think the NFC is a there's a little more parity there um I I think and, I, and look we and we haven't talked about the Eagles right because obviously about the they're, Eagles. On exactly. for, they're, they're on by for exactly. wild card weekend but it's the same thing I was saying like you know in the AFC you got to go through the Chiefs but you also have to go through the Bills in my opinion, in the NFC, it's like you just have to get through Philadelphia. I agree with you. I think everything else is more evenly matched, yeah. so to speak, mm-hmm. with with those teams. Um, with but with the Eagles sitting and and waiting and playing better football than I've ever seen, you know, especially this season. Like they're just sitting and waiting, and AJ Brown is ready to rock. And I think it's going to be really, really hard to get through. Um, you know, Philly on that side. That said, like, I don't see the Lombardi Trophy going home with a team from the NFC. Mm. I think it will be, as as you heard me say, like, I think it's the Bengals, but even if it's not the Bengals and it's the Chiefs, like you said, or maybe it's the Bills, like, I think the Lombardi Trophy goes home with someone on the AFC side, not on the NFC side. Okay. I just don't think, no matter how that shakes out, I don't see the Eagles or if someone takes the Eagles down or something, I don't see them being able to get through the the Bengals, the Chiefs, or the Bills, if those are the teams that show face for the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, if they show their their bo- their best colors in the Super Bowl. But we will have Super Bowl coverage. Fear not. Uh, this is not, obviously, the last episode we'll be doing as we get through playoff season and, and look towards the Super Bowl. But sounds like we're pretty much at quorum for the NFC uh, Eagles prediction for the Super Bowl and then for the AFC, either the Chiefs or, uh, or the Bengals. So... We'll keep a keen eye. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. Woo! All right. It's the best time of the year. And also, we're about to hit arguably the best uh, the best point in this episode. So, if you're looking for something to do now that your fantasy seasons are over, there are lots of other ways that you can get involved in fantasy football in different ways. Um, so, we've got our bet of the week. We're going to talk a little bit about who we're betting on and why. Um, I've got a bet myself, Michelle. I know you're our money line, Michelle, so you always have a bet for us every week. But um, before we give you who to bet on and how to get involved in fantasy, uh, remember, if you are part, or if you are not part of the DraftKings community, uh, we're partnering with DraftKings, and we have this really cool promo code that is only good for wildcard weekend. So only Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Use the code QUEENS, that's Q-U-E-E-N-S, on DraftKings. Uh, And if you bet $5, you get $200 for free to bet all of these bets that we're about to give you. So uh, go on, sign up, and use code QUEENS 
uh, for $200 free dollars. So you can bet those today. Michelle, who are you betting on this week? Where is your $200 going if you had to put it somewhere? Uh, I think I'm going safe and sound here, and I'm going to do a, a Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase um, two-player parlay for each of them to score a touchdown this week. Okay, love that. Um, I'm going to continue to ride this chaos wave, and I think that my money will be on taking the points, taking the over for the Jags-Chargers game. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout, and I want to see these teams go off. So I'm taking the over, and here's to hoping. Nice. Wildcard weekend, baby. Yeah. Wildcard weekend, baby. That's it. I mean... I think if you've made it with us this far, uh, we've got more. We've got more for you coming this Monday. So make sure you tune in on Monday morning. Uh, we have our regularly scheduled huddle at 8 a.m. Eastern. So uh, we'll be back in your earballs for the last day of Wild Card Weekend. Uh, and until then, if this is your first time listening, or if this is your millionth time listening, make sure that you're following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, follow Draft Queens on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We are literally everywhere. You cannot get away from us. You cannot. Um, we'll find you. But yes, go smash that follow button. And until Monday, folks, have a fantastic wildcard weekend. Go celebrate our birthdays with an extra pint. And uh, we will see you on the other side. See you on Monday.